Now, of course, you could get stuck in your ways, and many people do. Many people never pivot or reposition themselves to see things from a new perspective. David Andrew Weed with the New Music Industry Podcast. What's new this week? Well, I'm still plugging away at my comedic tribute to the 80s music project. I imagine I will be at this for a while. It's not going to be done anytime soon. But I'm quite amazed at how much I can get done in 30 to 60 minutes per day of effort. And that's really about what I've got. If I'm really feeling it, I might go longer. But oftentimes I'm doing this at the end of the day, so I don't have like a ton of energy left. But I'm still determined to make this project happen. So that's kind of how things are looking. Coursework is keeping me incredibly busy right now. It's fun when it's fun, but inevitably you get to the point where it's a little intense and that's what I'm experiencing right now. But when it gets to that point, it ends up squeezing the best out of you, which is what's happening with me. And so it's forcing me to chip away at the statue, as it were, bit by bit, every single day, developing myself, my marketing, and my offers. And that kind of connects to today's topic as well, but we'll get there. Also, here in the basement suite where I'm currently living, the furnace is being operated on, so I haven't had as much time in my lab. It's just been too much noise and clamoring and blah, blah, blah. So my time is again coming at a premium this week, but let's dive right into today's topic. What do you do when a project just doesn't go exactly as expected? Do you give up? Do you keep going? Or do you pivot? Here's an example I'm sure you could relate to. Let's say you got a new music release, it's an album, and a lot of your friends and your family, maybe even your connections in the music business say, oh, this is gonna be awesome. I'm gonna buy it the moment it comes out. I'm gonna listen to it the moment it comes out. I'm gonna spread it out there. I'm gonna share it with my friends. So you get excited and you're like, okay, this is gonna be great. And of course, then you realize making a music release takes a while. It might take a year, might take a year and a half. If you're really fast, like in Van Halen's case, maybe it'll be done in a few weeks, but that's pretty rare. So when it's all done and it's ready to be launched, you go back to all those people who are excited about the release and you bring CDs with you or you give them download cards or something like that. And all of a sudden, 50%, 75%, maybe even 80% of the people who say they were so interested in checking out your new music could really care less. They don't buy, they don't listen, they don't share. Now, what I've just shared is a relatively normal scenario. In fact, you're probably the odd musician out if this hasn't happened to you. So, you know, maybe we're projecting a couple hundred sales. It's not like you were expecting a lot. You knew that streaming was kind of the new way and most people weren't going to buy anyway. And you end up with like five sales or 10 sales. And you're like, okay, well, that still means our streaming royalties are going to be up there, right? People are going to playlist it. They're going to listen to it all the time. Everybody's excited. They're interested. And then your streaming royalties add up to like a couple dollars. So you're like... You know, we put all this effort and time and energy into something, but for some reason, we just can't find the appreciation for what we've created. So now that I've painted that picture, let's go back to what I said earlier. What do you do in that situation? Do you keep going? Do you give up? Or do you pivot? I would say a lot of musicians do choose to keep going at this point. It may have been their first release. They may have still been figuring things out. 
Maybe it didn't come out exactly as expected. Maybe it took way too long. There can be a lot of factors. Maybe just your timing was off. Do you give up? Unfortunately, I do think a lot of musicians choose this route pretty frequently as well. When things just don't come together, when they were made big promises, when the people around them were promising support and help. And then we have pivoting, which is what today's episode is about. Now, I've been asked before, what is pivoting, David? So it deserves a bit of an explanation. Hopefully you're at least somewhat familiar of the sport of basketball. You don't need to know everything about it. So here's the thing. There's a reason why basketball players dribble the ball as they're walking. It's because if you're holding the ball, you can't walk three steps. You're allowed to take two steps. If you take three steps, the whistle is blown and the game stops. The ball goes to the other team. But there's one interesting caveat, or shall we say, exception to this rule. You can still pivot after taking a step. Pivoting allows you to reposition. You need to keep one foot on the floor, but you can still move the other foot around to change direction. And from that position of having opened up your vision, your new vantage point, you can take a shot or you can pass. Let's just say after taking a step, you're not facing the basket, you're facing the other way. So by pivoting and turning around, you can see the basket better. That ought to improve your chances of making that shot, right? So in a music career or in a business, pivoting is the same thing. You're just repositioning yourself to a better vantage point. Here's an example. Let's say you make some really great electronic beats, but the main issue is you can't sing, so you never record any vocals for your music. And the criticism that you keep getting is that there's no vocals. What do you do? Well, in that case, you could probably collaborate with singers in your locality and maybe find a way that you can both benefit from recording together. Now, of course, you could get stuck in your ways, and many people do. Many people never pivot or reposition themselves to see things from a new perspective. But again, if you're not facing the basket or if you're not facing a teammate, good luck landing a pass or a shot. In a way, I've kind of just described what's been going on with Music Entrepreneur HQ. We know we're not the only resource out there available for music entrepreneurs. And in fact, there are a lot of other great ones out there. The new music industry has kind of been a success all its own, the book and the podcast. I say kind of because there's been a few hundred books sold and I do get messages from people who've read them and I get a lot of great feedback very consistently. Likewise, the podcast has gotten as many as 3,000 downloads at a time, so I know I'm reaching people. The reality is you never know how many people you've impacted or in what way exactly, but there's no way, having gone this far and having gone on for this long, that I haven't impacted a lot of people. And kind of in our efforts to be everything to everyone, we ended up attracting at least a segment of an audience that we basically had no, no intention of ever serving. And that ended up creating a disconnect. Now, some people will start a business and know exactly what it is they're after. They know exactly where they're going. They have a vision for it. So even if they do end up having to pivot, it's not going to be a massive pivot. I just started by throwing everything I possibly could at the wall to see what sticks. Now, there are a few different versions of the origin story for Music Entrepreneur HQ, depending on how you look at it. At earliest, I started in 2005, because that's the first time I interviewed one of my heroes in music, which was Robbie Armstrong. 
You could say it was in 2007 when I started blogging about music marketing and building a music career. At the time, it was called Basement Music Marketing, and I still think that's kind of a catchy title. You could say it was in 2009 when I originally started the David Andrew Weeb podcast. It might have been in 2014 when I finally moved everything over to the domain it lives at today, which is musicentrepreneurhq.com. So there are a few different versions of the origin story depending on who you ask, but one thing's for sure, that we didn't know exactly what we were going to do, we didn't know exactly who we wanted to appeal to, and honestly, when I first got started, I didn't know that I wanted it to be a business. But there was really only one conclusion that I could come to after having spent so much time building traffic and building my email list and growing a podcast audience, and that was that I'm just not quite serving the right audience. That doesn't mean it's not you, the person who's listening right now. It just means that we haven't necessarily delivered the core message of who we are and what we stand for. Now, having done everything we've done and built up to the point that we are, it didn't make any sense to start over. The conclusion that I came to after much thought and some frustration was that I could still unify everything I've ever created and that might mean getting rid of some things while revising others. But overall, it seems to me that we aren't so far off course that we can't still correct course and get headed in the right direction. And that's what pivoting is all about. So the new brand and the new content revolving around our new concept, it might take a little while to roll out. I don't think it's all going to happen overnight, but I am going to keep working at it. And it's going to be apparent in the podcast as well as the website and the various messaging that we have. So here's what I've been building to. What is Music Entrepreneur HQ? It's the only resource dedicated to teaching you how to create the life you want through music. I honestly don't know any other resource out there that does exactly that. I've been able to create the life I want through music, which isn't to say I'm not always seeing further. The further I go, the more possibilities I see. So I'm technically always creating the life I want through music. But that's the opportunity that I'm excited about. And when I finally landed on this with a lot of help, and I do mean a lot of help from my mastermind group, I kind of almost shed a tear when I heard it. The only resource dedicated to teaching you how to create the life you want through music. I wasn't crying because I was sad or frustrated. I was crying because this is what I've been trying to communicate the whole time. This is what I stand for. This is the change, the difference, the impact I want to make in the world. It resonated so deeply that it touched me. And I hope it has the same ring for you too. I know that's not a guarantee, this may or may not resonate with you. It may or may not be exactly where you want to go. But those are the people that we want to welcome into the community. And if you're just a listener and you're just listening and you just want to keep on listening, you're welcome too. So I just wanted to remind you to leave a rating and review in iTunes. This does help us get the show out there to the people who need it. And of course, we do feature any listener comments we get right here on the show. You can contact me on Twitter. This is really the easiest and most convenient way. I am at David A. Weeb, W-I-E-B-E, on Twitter. Are you lost? Not sure what to do next? Does time seem to disappear into thin air while you consider what your next steps might be? Pick up your free weekly action plan and upgrade your music career today. 
go to musicentrepreneurhq.com slash join. I'm David Andrew and I look forward to seeing you on the stages of the world. Thank you for listening. Music in this episode was brought to you by Brian Young. Wherever you're listening to this right now, please consider leaving a five-star review and comment to help us get the word out about the podcast. Thank you.